Welcome to the Golf Exposed Podcast. It is non-stop trash stuff. I'm supposed to be pros here. I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf. Golf Exposed Podcast. But it wasn't talked about like it is now. We got our kicked. Where we give you the good, the bad, and the truth about golf business, betting, and stories. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Exposed Podcast. My name is Jordan Michael Colson, joined as always by Brown Golf Management and Golf Back Solutions President and CEO John Brown. John, it's been a tumultuous year. It's been an even crazier year and a half, two years. So let's just start with the most cliche of cliche questions that we can ask on a Thanksgiving-themed episode. What are you personally thankful for from a business perspective? From a business perspective, probably the wind behind our back in the golf industry. It's been behind our back for just about two years now. And I think 2021 was was a year that we all wanted to see what would happen. Would we maintain the rounds and the play levels that we saw in 2020 with when COVID hit and, and people really started re-engaging with golf at a higher level? And pretty much across the board, golf is up in 2021 compared to 2019. So it's been a positive trend for the industry. I, I would say that the reacclimation of some folks to the game of golf and then the new players that have come to the game of golf, thankful for those extra business levels. When you officially took over as president and CEO of Brown Golf Management and ultimately Golf Back, did you ever envision that you would be where you are now in this journey? Over 600 employees, multiple properties, multiple endeavors, did you envision the level of success that you now currently have? I I just try to hit a lot of singles, you know, keep the runners moving, you know, make good business decisions and and grow our business. I'm really excited about buying Carolina National, which we're supposed to settle on December 14th at this point, and that one will be a property that the owners of Brown Golf actually own the underlying land, which is very exciting. I was touring the property a week ago and I was just out you know, on the layout, looking at the golf course, and I and I sort of took a moment and said, "Wow, this is this is pretty exciting to be vested and and uh, not only in the operation, but also you know the physical plant of that golf course." So that's exciting. And, and as far as golf back, golf back was built out of frustration and and a need in the marketplace, and it's been nice to see the steady growth of golf back. There are some challenges with just. Uh, getting operators and owners comfortable with doing business a different way. But I think that's an exciting challenge. And, you know, given that we launched in October of last year and we're just over 60 clubs at this point that are using the platform, it's been very exciting. And we are obviously thankful for each and every person that has ever logged on, downloaded an episode, several thousand of downloads now. And I know, John, that you and, and Jason and all the partners and affiliates are very thankful for your entire staff. You make that very well known and clear and to all the affiliates. So let's get into some quick news and notes, John. I just want to pick your brain on a few items that have come up recently. Again, you have not been prefaced with any of this. I didn't tell you what I'm going to ask you. And it looks as if the PGA Tour has revealed to players, this was actually last month that they revealed this, that the purse for the Players' Championship has been increased to $20 million. That's total earnings. Now, monetary increases will seemingly continue. And according to a memo sent to players on Monday, comprehensive earnings for 2022 will increase to $838 million with $427 million in official prize money. The average tournament purse will be upwards of $9 million, which is up from $8 million last year. So John, if ultimately revenue kind of starts at the top with the world's elite professionals, 
is there a trickle down effect throughout the entire industry? Is this a positive sign of things to come or is just, is there any correlation at all for owner operators? Good question. I don't believe there's a trickle down effect from a standpoint of, you know, the economics of what's happening with the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour is an entertainment business and they produce a great product. And obviously people are engaged in, in watching the, the content that the PGA Tour delivers, whether it's via TV or via websites or news or whatever it may be. So I'm not surprised to see the growth. It is interesting that you could be, you know, 120th on the money list and be a multimillionaire. I mean, Billy Horschel, who's a tour player, came out and said he thinks they should shrink down the number of players that actually qualify for the tour each year from 125 to 100 players because he wants to see players work hard. He doesn't want those players to be so comfortable in the 100 to 125 area. I don't know if I completely agree with that, but ultimately there's been a lot of good things that have happened. Obviously, it all started with Tiger and the momentum's continued to build. The trickle-down effect to golf course owners and operators itself outside of just interest, which I think there is some effect there, but I do think they're pretty uh, different businesses overall. Speaking of Tiger Woods, Tiger was recently seen hitting a golf ball for the first time since the car accident. John, since we're being thankful today, I think it's important that we point out, it's important that we are thankful for our own physical and mental health. And obviously for Tiger, he's a pillar of strength in the golf community, whether you agree with all of his decisions in recent decades or not, is really not, not for us to say, but he does look healthy um, or he's getting on the road to recovery he looks happier he looks ready to hopefully make some sort of triumphant return I know we're all rooting for him in that aspect of his life how important is it and is there much conversation amongst the higher-ups here at Brown Golf Management and Golf Pack do you guys consider mental health I know a lot of companies have mental health days and you, you know now you can take off school for mental health days so how do you personally decompress and keep that keep your mental health stable you're all over the place is that something you don't even think about have you, have you been putting your ear on my hr director's <laughs> wall i have not but um have you heard any any rumblings around the office why i have not everybody's <laughs> very happy we're all singing kumbaya together holding hands and doing trust falls our industry is such a challenging industry because the folks at the on-site level are always working weekends and holidays, basically when everybody else is, is generally off. Mm. And that is a real challenge of our space. You know, there's been a lot of quality people who've worked in the golf space who said, you know, unfortunately, the, the work-life balance is, is not what I want in the future with my family. So they end up leaving the golf space. So we are actually moving towards a mental health policy at Brown Golf, where we're actually going to give long weekends once a quarter off to every salary employee. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we want them to take that weekend off. We're actually going to put out a communication from Brown Golf to anyone that emails our employee during that time period, letting them know that this is a mental health week for the employee. We want them to disconnect. Therefore, they won't be checking emails. Here's a good contact person, and they'll be responding in the future when they're back, but we really want them to have the opportunity to disconnect. So we're thinking, you know, if we give employees a long weekend once a quarter, that's at least a chance to unplug, unwind, uh, go do something that's refreshing to them. And uh, it's part of our package in 2022 that we didn't have in 21. It's something unique and it's something that we're excited to bring to the table. And again, we had no prior conversation about this. I did not know about that. 
and and certainly you didn't say, hey, can we promote this? So I think that's a tremendous thing that you guys are doing. And uh, how do you personally disconnect and make sure that your mental health is stable? Because it kind of all starts with you at the top and, of course, Jason and others. But if your mental health isn't right, that can cause a trickle-down effect. So what do you personally do? Or do you just head down and tough it out? I'm not the best at disconnecting. It's one area I need to work on because ultimately I think if – an organization like ours, you know, if our employees have the ability to disconnect, when they come back and they are engaged in working, obviously they'll be much more impactful and excited and motivated and rejuvenated to do a great job for themselves and for the company. And so there is a bit of a, a huge positive correlation in my mind for, you know, offering these incentive long weekends to our employees. For myself, the hardest thing is kind of putting that cell phone down and, and just getting away from it. So I obviously play golf, love the game of golf. I like to disconnect with my family. There are times where I tell my wife, let's just all throw our cell phones in a drawer at six o'clock and let's not look at them till the morning. You know, that's the way I do it. And once again, Tiger Woods, we obviously wish you the best of health and, and good things to come. Whether he makes it back onto the course in a competitive fashion or not, that is good to see. John, final uh, news and note here. Do you know how to spell Taylor Gooch's first name? T-A-L-O-R. Beautiful. I expected nothing less. Taylor Gooch recently experienced his maiden PGA win, and now that he's reached the island of relevancy, media outlets such as ourselves will suck the life out of him. We will also judge every move that he makes. But there was some major controversy and questions that arose when Taylor won. They said, why do you spell your name T-A-L-O-R instead of the traditional way T-A-Y-L-O-R? So, John, my question has really nothing to do with that. I just want to know, what is a cooler name, Taylor with no Y or Talon, your brother's son? Taylor with no Y or well, I guess I got to go family. <laughs> got to go chalk. So we're going chalk with my nephew Talon. We're going chalk. Do you know what inspired the name Talon? I know what a Talon is. It's like obviously like a eagle or vulture claw that sinks into prey. Um, I have no idea. Do you know? No, I don't know. Better than me. No, I I don't know. I guess only only Todd would know. All right, John. Quick sidebar here. Recently, out of anger, Rory McIlroy, normally known for being cool, calm, and collected, ripped his shirt in a fit of rage on the golf course. Now. Have you ever been at a conference on the course in a high-profile meeting where you just all of a sudden challenge your inner Hulk Hogan and just let it rip, show it off that physique, and uh, letting people know who's boss? I, you know, when I was younger, I had a little bit of a, a fiery temper on the golf course. I, you know, maybe flung a club here or there, but I know one particular situation when I was 13 years old, I was walking with a pull cart. Uh, on the third hole at the Woodlands Golf Club in Falmouth, Maine. This is how much I remember this story. My brother Todd was 11. He was with me, and I kind of chunked a three-wood that I was trying to hit into a par five, and uh, I got angry, and I slammed the three-wood against the pool cart, and the pool cart snapped. My brother Todd immediately looks at me. My dad was the head golf professional at the golf course at the time, and he just yells out, I'm telling Dad, and he starts running toward (laughs) The clubhouse. I did. I think I had to almost half tackle him, convince him not to tell him, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I didn't slam any more clubs against pool carts. But a pretty cool. I was with a pool cart at thirteen, huh? How cool did I look? <laughs> now, if you uh, if you damage any of the property on the course, it's probably one of yours. You're gonna have, end up getting the bill for it anyway. <laughs> Very much so. I, I did. There's there's a story by uh, Frank Dennison who was on our show, and uh, he he went down uh, with one of his employees. Uh, Jonathan, and they were playing at an event that was hosted by uh, a club provider. 
and Jonathan actually showed up with clubs from another provider to the event and Frank felt a little uh he was a little embarrassed by that so Frank proceeded to slowly but surely take clubs out of his bag and deposit them in lakes around the golf course they were playing <laughs> that day I always like that it's kind of a funny story too Frank and Todd ever met each other no we should probably keep it like that yeah yeah, yeah. or give him a reality show one of the two so yeah. we'll have to find out so John what are your Thanksgiving plans and ultimately, you talked about a business perspective. What are you personally thankful for? I've got a late afternoon round planned today, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So we'll get a, a nice round of golf in. Tomorrow, we'll, I'll wake up. We play a neighborhood turkey football game where I'll do everything I can not to pull a hamstring <laughs> or a calf muscle. Somebody, Nobody's getting out on – somebody's going in and getting scathed. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, we've been pretty lucky, pretty fortunate so far So <laughs> in my neighborhood. So and it's a great group of – uh, people that we we do that it's a traditional game that they have in the morning and then immediately following that about 10 30 or 11 we start getting ready for thanksgiving and then I'll, I'll spend the day with my wife lauren my oldest daughter reagan who's 13 my daughter emery who's nine and my son hunter who's four and we'll head over to my in-laws watch football eat turkey and probably feel guilty about seven o'clock <laughs> Final question we had from uh, someone who listens to the show. His name is Clayton. And he just said, what advice do you have for somebody who never wants to have a boss or wants to be their own boss and wake up every day and gets to do what they love? Now, you've obviously earned that. It's not so simple as I'm going to do this and I'm never going to work for anybody. You went through pretty much every aspect of this business, but it's still an awesome question that gets asked a lot. So to that question, what say you? Just work hard and doors open for you. You know, if you put the time and work and effort in, it's amazing the doors that open. And as far as I want to be my own boss, I don't even quite know how to describe what that means from a, a, a thinking standpoint, because honestly, yes, I'm the CEO of Brown Golf, but you know, I work with all sorts of people and there's authority positions that I'm in, but there's also authority positions with groups that I work with, whether it's venture capital investment groups. So you're always going to need to, you know, develop you know, great communication and have a reasonable approach and a willingness to hear the other side's uh, reasoning on a particular issue. So I think what I would say is, you know, if you want to have your own company and, and be a CEO, I think that's a great thing to strive for. But the only way you're going to do that is to really work hard and create doors that open. And when the time is right, uh, you can take advantage of that. But work hard and try to get more doors to open than the guy beside you and or girl beside you and, and good things will happen. And our final comment that we definitely want to share is from Jason Harshbarger, who, of course, is the chief financial officer for both Brown Golf Management and Golfback Solutions and co-owner. Great guy. He does it all. He just wants everyone to know that he personally, and I'm sure he speaks for you on this, but you can touch on it. We are. Th I'm thankful for our 600 plus amazing employees and their commitment to Brown Golf. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So just speak quickly to that about the team that you work with, the affiliates you have at all your courses, properties, and beyond? There's times I sit back and I'm, I'm really – I feel lucky with some of the folks that we've hired in our company. You know, there are some, some really talented individuals who are self-motivated, who are self-investing, and uh, they obviously contribute to the success of Brown Golf. And for everyone that, 
you know, works for our company. You know, I want to provide them an opportunity to do something that they love to invest in themselves. And if that means that they're going to grow with us and have larger roles, positions, and salaries, great. Or if they, if it's just a stop on a personal path where they grow into a great employee at another company or even the CEO of their own company, then great. I'm all for that as well. So it's just about hiring great people, giving them a platform, and then letting them do what they do. But the folks at our company are, are some of the hardest working and really the on-site folks. I mean, we've got a great corporate team, but there is a level of requirement when you're on site at a golf course from a time perspective that I always respect and head golf professionals, F&B managers, general managers, superintendents, they put in a lot of time on site when other people are, you know, enjoying family and friends and downtime during weekends and holidays and I couldn't be more thankful for the time they contribute to our business our organization. Happy Thanksgiving everybody.